Welcome to Win Your Health. I'm Dr. Ryan Sousley, chiropractor, functional medicine practitioner, and Ironman triathlete. And I'm Dr. Erin Sousley, also a chiropractor, functional medicine practitioner, and iron mom of four beautiful kiddos. And together, our mission is to bring you inspiring people and empowering information so that you can win your health and win at life. All right. Hey guys, Dr. Ryan Sousley here. I'm with my wife, Dr. Erin. We're super excited to be with you today. I know it's been a little while since we put out a podcast, but we've just had lots of craziness in our life uh, recently, as I'm sure most people have just dealing with COVID and all the different things happening and still trying to maintain a family and a business and some semblance of our sanity. So we just got back from Whitefish, Montana. We were there for a week and we went to Glacier National Park and Man, it just felt really good to breathe the mountain air. Amazing. Get away from the hustle and bustle of daily life. And uh, it was just a reminder to me to you know, make a point of taking regular vacations. It, it had been a long, long time since we had been really intentional about getting away. Because oftentimes, <clears throat> you know, my vacations are like, let's go to Whistler so I can do an Ironman. Mm-hmm. And we'll, cu- we'll count it as a, a vacation, which doesn't really count, you know, in my, the, yeah, in the my family epiphany, economy. My epiphany was like, we need a reset. And if you can get to a national park, we went to Glacier. It was like a huge re- reset for our mindset. It was like total perspective, you know, in the grand scheme of life, when you're unplugged from the media, you know, you're still waking up, you're still breathing. The earth is still beautiful. You know, you still have your loved ones. And I think everybody needs that perspective for their health. Yeah, I think when you disconnect like that and you're really intentional about putting putting your phone down, putting social media away, you know, and especially I think nature just uh, elevates this this concept or, or experience, you know, you realize that the, the world is still an amazing place. I mean, people are still good. The, like you said, the world is still beautiful. There's so much more that's right with the world than what's wrong with the world. And yeah, we have some issues we got to deal with. Um, but <clears throat> I couldn't agree more. I mean, I just, I feel like I have a new lease on life. So Um, You know, we're going to talk about gut health today and the digestive system, which I think is a really uh, important topic right now, especially because if you're listening, you may know this already, but um, there's just tons of research out that's that's come out, you know, over the past few decades that supports this idea that the the. the gut or the digestive system is responsible for at least 70% of the immune system. And I think right now with people being so fearful of COVID and getting sick and should I wear a mask? Should I not wear a mask? Is it a vaccine that's going to save us? Is is a vaccine a bad idea? Listen, we're not here to debate that today. We are here to help empower and educate you to build health from within. In fact, we just did a a gut health workshop just a few days ago, and, and that's what it was called, building health from within. It was all about gut health and digestive system health, but um, you know, just super, super important to you know be intentional with your time. You know, be intentional with uh, you know taking time to to remember and realize what's right with the world, um, and then it'll better help you deal with what's wrong with the world, which there always has been, there always will be issues that you know present themselves that we've got to we've got to face and we just can't can't just run from. But uh, either way, you know, we know that if you have a healthy body, you're going to be much more able <clears throat> to deal with those those issues as they come up. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about digestive system health today. And again, like when we look at the human body, we aren't just a, 
um, compilation of separate systems and separate organs. You know, that's what we consider like the mechanistic view of the body or of health. You know, when we look at the body, we know that every single system is intricately connected and they all work synergistically together. So you can't have, you know, one system that's functioning poorly and have the rest of the body functioning okay. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody that has a diagnosis of heart disease or cardiovascular disease doesn't just have a problem with that particular body system. Okay. There's probably breakdowns all over the place that led to that dysfunction. And so when we talk about the digestive system, I want you to understand that we talk about supporting this specific system, we're supporting the body as a whole. Um, And we know specifically that when we support the digestive system, we start to see improvements in so many different areas. Um, You know, we talk about mental health and how there's a huge connection with the digestive system. Immune function is so closely connected. And so you, you look at those two examples, really when we start supporting this system, we're supporting overall function in the body. And so when we talk about the digestive system, it's just a series of of organs. Um, We consider it the GI tract. And the main organs um, that we're talking about are, you know, the intestines, the small intestines, stomach, um, your esophagus, liver, pancreas, gallbladder. Um, So all of these organs, you know, make up, you know, the digestive system. And we need to be supporting them. One of the biggest roles of the digestive system is to absorb nutrients. And you eat food, your body does an amazing job of breaking it down into usable components. And then um, within the small intestine, we start absorbing those nutrients that we get from food. And so it's very important that we have you know, a healthy gut lining. It's that um, basically that, that lining of your in- uh, digestive tract that's able to pull those nutrients from the food that you just are digesting and get them into the blood to be used by the cells. And so again, we're going to be talking a lot about how to make sure that that gut lining is healthy and how to know if it's not. Yeah. And I just want to say that I think that this is, this is probably the component of nutrition that people overlook the most. You know, I think when people think about uh, being healthy, automatically people just think about eating healthy and obviously you got to put the right stuff in, but your body also has to be able to absorb and assimilate that right stuff. And so you know, being, being chiropractors and doctors of functional medicine and having a, an integrative clinic, you know, where we're seeing patients for all sorts of different health issues, um, it's, it's really eye-opening because we, we deal with a lot of people, you know, CrossFitters, athletes, uh, people who are kind of crunchy and granola, they, they eat organic, they <laughs> like grow me. their own food. <laughs> yeah, you know, they wear sand, Birkenstocks all year long. And anyway, I'm just teasing. But the, the point is, <clears throat> and we do too, actually, I'm wearing some right now, but the, uh, the point is that, um, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people have this really, really healthy lifestyle and yet they still have health issues. You know, they have autoimmune conditions or allergies or asthma or skin issues. And it's not just what you eat, but it's what your body can actually absorb. And so we are going to talk about some nutritional and dietary things that you can change uh, just to make sure that you're getting, you know, your body's getting what it needs. But mostly what we're going to focus on today is how to repair that, that gut lining and the micro gut, the microbiome in the gut is also a huge part of that. Yeah. You know, I think over the last couple decades, you know, this has really become mainstream is like our interaction as humans with, um, bacteria, with viruses, with fungus, uh, it's critical. And I think we want to live 
we as like Americans in general have have really wanted to start living in this sterile environment. You know, we're we're sanitizing everything. You know, especially with COVID, um, sanitizing everything with harsh chemicals, hand sanitizer. Uh, you know, really just killing not not just uh, what you would consider to be bad um, microorganisms, but also really killing and affecting the good. And actually this, you know, you hear this concept of superbugs. Well, if you wipe out everything, you wipe out all the good bacteria, all the good microorganisms that actually are keeping a lot of these harmful microorganisms at bay, well, then we develop these superbugs that are resistant to, you know, all these antibiotics and resistant to hand sanitizers and things like that. Um, so we're really, you're, we're creating the bed that we're, that we're laying in right now. And um, we, you know, we've been really careful to only use, you know, hand sanitizer when we absolutely have to. And, uh, you know, this, because it does affect your gut microbiome. It does affect how our bodies interact with those beneficial microorganisms. And so we know that we have to have this like um, super intricate and well-balanced um, array of healthy bacteria in the gut. And so how do we support that? How do we support the good bacteria that's going to help, you know, keep that gut lining healthy? It's going to help us to break down food properly and absorb nutrients properly. So we're going to be talking about how to support that today. And then finally, as I mentioned before, you know, the gut is so critical in terms of mental health. There is a major gut-brain connection. You know, our brain contains 100 billion neurons that communicate with the body back and forth. You know, we're constantly sending messages up to the brain to give it an idea of what we're dealing with and how our bodies need to adapt. And then the brain sends back information to all of our cells, telling them what to do to adapt um, and stay healthy. And so the same thing's happening in the gut. There's about 500 million neurons that are directly connected to the brain through the nervous system. And so if, if the gut is unhealthy, um, then it's going to be sending poor messages back to the brain. The brain's not going to be able to adequately help our bodies adapt to our environment. And that's when we start to get um, dysfunction. You know, you look at serotonin and we know that serotonin's like that feel good uh, hormone or neurotransmitter. And most of the serotonin in our bodies is actually housed in the gut. And so when our gut is unhealthy again and serotonin levels aren't where they need to be, we will start to see manifestations of that in mental health and people begin to feel depressed. And I can't tell you how many patients we've seen, you know, that have been treated with antidepressants and their doctors, and this is not a knock against them, they really were doing the very best they could, but their doctors never considered that their gut could be the culprit. And so once we start supporting the gut, we see people really starting to improve and their medical doctors are able to get them off those meds um, that do have pretty dangerous side effects along with them. So again, the gut is so important. Immunity, and I mentioned this before, but 70% of your immune system is housed in the gut. Along that, that gut lining, we've got so many different immune cells. And again, that's that's interacting with the, the neurotransmitters and the neurons that are housed within the gut as well to tell the brain, you know, how we're doing and how we need to adapt. Um, so again, supporting the, the gut, especially right now, guys, is going to be critical to, to being healthy. Yeah, we know this firsthand. I mean, we, we were on vacation in Hawaii a couple of years ago and uh, our 
daughter got an ear infection and we tried to ride it out and let the body, you know, heal itself and do its thing. We were doing all the natural stuff and, you know, she got to a point where we decided she needed some intervention medically. And so we took her to the hospital and they did end up do, having to do a, a surgery to get the infection out. Um, and it was not that big a deal. She did amazing. She recovered really, really well. But along with that, they had to give her some antibiotics. And we actually only took about a third of the antibiotics that uh, she was supposed to get. But even still, that small amount of antibiotics really disrupted her microbiome, you know, the good bacteria in her gut. And we have noticed over the last couple years that that child of ours um, is a lot more susceptible to things that are going around in her school or at our church or just in the community. And, uh, you know, even though our other kids will get sick every now and again as well, they'll recover quite a bit faster. And she wasn't really like that beforehand. And so the good news is that you can rebuild that that microbiome and restore proper immunity. But you just need to realize that, you know, amongst other things, which we're going to get into here in a little bit, you know, if you've ever taken an, a round of antibiotics or even a third of a round, like our daughter, um, there's, the, you know, lots of studies and research out there that shows that you almost guaranteed have a weaker immune system and, and a, uh, a disrupted microbiome. And so you just need to know that. And I think, uh, you know, if you were to, to look back in your life or family members that had more rounds of antibiotics, you'd, you'd see some similar uh, parallels to that. You know, having poor gut health also leads to inflammation, and actually inflammation leads to poor gut health. It's kind of this merry-go-round. It's like the chicken and the egg deal. And uh, what happens is when you eat uh, like the standard American diet, which unfortunately is really high in processed sugars and carbohydrate, simple carbohydrates, you know, lots of packaged foods with preservatives and additives, you know, if you're consuming foods that are GMO or laden with toxic chemicals that have been sprayed with glyphosate or other chemicals, um, you know, those things cause inflammation in the gut. And what happens is uh, one of the most, you know, profound or common things is that inflammation in the gut leads to leaky gut. And this is a term that you, you're probably familiar with by now because it's gained a lot of traction in the wellness world over the last decade. But leaky gut is essentially where these little tight junctions that make up the, the lining of your your gut, you know, the little pores that your body absorbs nutrients and hydration through, those pores essentially get bigger and bigger and get, they get a lot bigger than they're supposed to and they let things in that are not supposed to be let in, at least not at that time. You know, your gut is a, is a progression of digestive mechanisms. And so you're supposed to digest certain things at certain checkpoints along the way. And what happens is if you start digesting things or absorbing things, you know, in larger quantities or sooner than you're supposed to, your gut doesn't have the opportunity to break those things down. And you have to remember that, you know, the microbiome or the gut bacteria in your body, um, you know, part of their job is to break down stuff. You know, for example, you break down proteins into amino acids. And sometimes that gut bacteria even breaks down things that are unwanted in the system. And so if you're not leaving food in the system long enough, for those gut bacteria to do their job, you know, you end up absorbing and assimilating things that your body really shouldn't be absorbing and assimilating. And it leads to all sorts of things like diarrhea, constipation, gassiness, bloatedness, all the typical things that you would associate with poor gut health. But probably the biggest manifestation, and this has just skyrocketed over the last 15 years, is autoimmune diseases. You know, things like ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, I mean, any kind of autoimmune condition can almost always be tied back to some level of leaky gut. And it's because 
these particles of food or toxins or chemicals that wouldn't ordinarily make its way through your gut lining, they end up making it making their way through and your body reacts and your body reacts again and it reacts again and it becomes really, really hypersensitive. And so the immune system essentially starts attacking itself and it becomes this kind of snowball effect that's really, really difficult to stop. And that's essentially what autoimmune disease is. It's when your body attacks itself, when your immune system thinks that that your body, your cells are a danger and so they, they attack themselves. So uh, we want to do everything we can to reduce inflammation, you know, to prevent things like leaky gut. And so we're going to get into to some nutrition stuff. And, um, you know, I think when we, when we talk about these things, it's really easy for people to think, oh man, that's, that's super simple, you know, or that sounds a lot like the, the cancer diet or the thyroid diet or the heart disease diet or the weight loss diet. And the thing is that, you know, we've been doing this long enough, over 10 years, we've been working with patients on a functional medicine level. And uh, we know that, uh, I mean, between the two of us, we've probably read three or 400 nutrition books <laughs> or you know, books, like books on metabolism and hormone balance and toxicity and weight loss and what, you know, <clears throat> internal he- natural healing. But here's the thing. 80 to 90% of all diets that are out there have the same common denominators, right? And so we're going to get into those common denominators and then sprinkle in a few additional, you know, nuances relative to gut health. But that's the thing. I mean, that's, 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 this should be encouraging if you're listening to this, because, you know, chances are, if you're like the standard American, you probably have some level of gut issues, but then maybe you also have some kind of, uh, you know, uh, concurrent health issue as well, like high blood pressure or high blood sugar, or maybe even cancer or anxiety and depression. And so the good news is you don't have to go out there and eat a different diet for every disease. That's not how the body works, right? Your body is similar to a plant. Like we're, you know, we're sitting in front of our uh, office window at home right now, and I'm looking out at our planter boxes and our, our flowers and everything. Listen, no matter what it is, whether it's a carrot or a beet or a kale, you know, those plants need the same things. They need water, they need sunlight, they need healthy soil, and they need to be left alone because what you need is in the seed, right? There's just a few variables that help, you know, uh, propagate or promote the natural order of life. You don't need a bunch of different stuff for different things. And your body's the same way. Just because you have diabetes or cancer or heart disease or Alzheimer's or leaky gut, you know, what it takes to fix those things is similar to what it takes to fix a wilting plant. Sunlight, soil, water. It's pretty darn simple. So what I don't want you to do is to think, oh man, this is too easy. It's too simple. It's not. You know, what we find most of the time is what's simple to do is also simple not to do. People just aren't doing the basics. Don't go look for some hidden berry in the depths of the jungle that only a few people can get to and charge an arm and a leg for, you know, that's not the solution to all your health issues. The solution to all your health issues is right in front of you. You just have to do it. And that's the thing, the difference is in the doing. And I love what you said, you know, it's not like we treat, you know, in America, we're so used to this, this mindset of like, if you have this, then use this or take this or eat this diet. Like, I feel like we're just so, it's so ingrained in us that we have to like treat a specific symptom. And really we want to support the body as a whole because the body knows what to do every single time. We need to support it, give it what it needs, and then get out of the way, just like we do with with the plant, just like you said, you know, what you need is in the seed. And I love that we have these planter boxes this year, Ryan, because I feel like 
that mindset and that mentality now is coming full circle for our kids because they're seeing like, oh, wait a second, these plants actually grow without us doing much. I mean, yeah, we have to water when we aren't getting as much rain, but um, I'm like, yeah, and you know, your body works the same way. You know, that's why we, that's why we eat the way we do. That's, you know, why we have this lifestyle. So anyway, so getting into the gut health diet with all that, you know, prefaced, um, the gut health diet really is going to support just a healthy body. But in terms of supporting that specific system, um, we're looking at uh, three main things that we're trying to accomplish. We want to avoid those harmful foods or things that are going to actually break down the gut lining, that are going to throw off the um, microbiome and tip it you know, outside of where it should be in terms of the gut flora. Um, the next step would be to replenish. So really just eating those foods that are going to support that microbiome, that are going to support the the lining of the gut being healed so that it can absorb nutrients properly. And then the last step would be to supplement with vitamins that are really going to just add to overall gut health and maintain the health of, of the gut and digestive system. So what do we, what should we be avoiding? Well, this is true for, you know, just overall health, but really we want to avoid things like artificial sweeteners. This would be something like sucralose or aspartame, saccharin, um, even some natural sweeteners uh, like xylitol can actually impact the gut in a negative way. Um, but really they're changing the gut bacteria balance. So they deplete our good bacteria, they favor harmful bacteria, and then we start to develop these problems. Um, and that can even, you know, play into insulin secretion, um, weight gain. So here you are like trying to avoid sugar by having this like no calorie sweetener and it's actually causing even more harm than the sugar did. The next thing we want to avoid would be like processed foods. So, you know, we're, you know, we like to go to restaurants, you know, we definitely have what we call vacation meals and that's okay every now and then, but the average American is doing this for almost every single meal where they're eating something that's packaged, processed, they're getting away from real whole foods. Um, but you know, granola bars, cereals, hot dogs, desserts, you know, frozen dinners, all of these things contain high fructose corn syrup, dextrose, maltose, trans fats, you know, hydrogenated oils. And if we consume enough of these um, over time, it really does help to reduce the beneficial bacteria in the gut. The next thing that I tell people to avoid um, is conventional meat and dairy products because you're eating whatever that animal ate or was exposed to. And in most cases, conventional cows um, are exposed to tons of antibiotics just because they're unhealthy and they're unhealthy usually because they're uh, of their living conditions and they're being fed grain, which is high, highly inflammatory. So you've got these very sick animals and then you're eating that inflamed antibiotic rich meat and then those antibiotics and that inflammation again damages the gut same for those dairy products um, if that if you're getting conventional dairy so for people that you know are really trying to make a change this is probably the first place i would tell them to to start paying attention yeah and i always like to jump in here and just make the analogy that or not the analogy but just the the highlight this concept that if you're a farmer and if you've ever farmed or lived around a farming area you kind of know what i'm talking about i'm sure but if you're a farmer and you're getting paid by the pound, you know what, what do you do to your cows so that you can make more money? Well, you get them as fat as possible, as quickly as possible, right? Well, how do you do that? You feed them grain, right? 
And then because grain's inflammatory, these animals get sick and you don't want to, you don't want the animals dying because you're going to lose money. So you give them antibiotics, you know, and then they get weak and they have these issues. So you give them steroids to make them stronger. And it's just all this stuff. And we, we all know that that's probably not the best thing for the animal. But if you were to say, you know, if you were to ask, well, how do we get, how do we take a human and make them, you know, as fat as possible, as quick as possible, and then keep them healthy so they don't die? It's the exact same thing. Feed them a lot of grain. Don't let them move around too much because you don't want the meat to be too uh, lean. You want them to be fatter and more supple. And then because inevitably you're going to get sick, let's give you a bunch of steroids and antibiotics. And that's exactly what people do. You know, they get these cortisone shots left and right. They get, you know, Z-Pak antibiotics all the time for any time they get sick. And there's no wonder why as a nation, we are just as sick as a lot of, you know, a feedlot of cattle. So, you know, I know this is, uh, I'm not trying to make fun or make light of the situation. Just, you know, think about the way that your food is being, you know, brought to your table. You know, think about the, the, the chain of events you know, between the seed and the feed or whatever. Yeah, we're so you know, disconnected. We're so disconnected from our food. And again, like we did these planter boxes this year because we really wanted to start getting connected. I mean, we've been eating organic for a long time, but like in terms of being connected to the food, watching it grow from seed into plant and then having a harvest that you're putting on your table, it's so incredibly mind-blowing for people. And so I would encourage you, you know, it, it might seem daunting, but definitely try it. Um, okay. Yeah, and it, so I think we're going to talk about what you can eat because that's this is the fun part. You know, everybody hears the first part and they're like, "Oh, well, it sounds like I can't eat anything." You know, I got to avoid all these things. I want to I want to just give you a filter in which to hear this through because um, it's not necessarily about creating this huge long list of all the things you can't have and then this huge long list of all the things that you can have. You know, I think about nutrition kind of similarly to the way that I think about the Bible. You know, a lot of people that don't have a relationship with God or haven't read the Bible, just kind of think it's just this huge book of rules of all these things you can't do. Well, it's not really like that. Like if you really understand the heart of God and his perspective and kind of what the intent is, then you really, I mean, yes, you should read it and you should, you know, dive into it and understand it and digest it and all those things, but you don't really need to memorize all of the rules and all the stuff. You know what I mean? And the same is true with nutrition. I think where people get lost is they try to memorize all these all these rules and all these nuances when if you just if you just think about it like this you know this is one of my favorite concepts eat food by god not food by man and regardless of what your religious affiliation is or belief system is that's not really what this is about it's about if you were to go outside in nature and find things to eat it's most likely going to be really, really good for you. In fact, I would argue that there's probably almost never a situation unless you're eating a poisonous mushroom or something like that, that, uh, you know, what you're eating is going to be deleterious for your long-term health. Um, however, when you eat food that was made by man, it's almost the exact opposite. Almost never can you eat something that was made by man that was produced and processed and genetically engineered and so on and so forth, that's not going to have a negative long-term effect on your health. So if you just were to live by that concept alone, eat food by God, not food by man, that would honestly probably solve 80 to 90% of your nutritional issues. Now, that being said, it is kind of interesting to dive into some of this stuff and understand how that food by God actually promotes, you know, in this case, really positive gut health and gut healing. So just a few things, you know, if, and if you want to talk about a couple of these too, Aaron, I know you can, but uh, omega-3 fatty acids, which when I say omega-3s, people automatically think fish, and that's definitely probably one of the, the highest nutritional value sources that you can get omega-3s from. 
But uh, you can also get them from other plants and nuts and seeds. Chia seeds are a great source. Yeah, if you're vegan or you're trying to, you know, save money because you can't afford uh, Pacific wild-caught salmon or sockeye, whatever, that's fine. But uh, our family tries to eat two to three meals with fish, you know, every single week. And we usually put chia seeds in our smoothies almost every day. Because omega-3s are essential for human function and overall wellness. They're, they're um, you know, they decrease inflammation. They help lubricate your joints. They, uh, they increase the composition and diversity of healthy gut bacteria. So, you know, we highly recommend, and we our family does this too, we take an omega-3 supplement every day, even though our diet is, you know, pretty in, enriched with omega-3 fatty acids. Statistically speaking, though, the average American is very deficient in omega-3s, especially when compared to omega-6s. And that's a ratio that's very important that we don't have time to get into today. But um, more likely than not, either you're not getting enough omega-3s or the omega-3 to 6 ratio is completely off in your in your system. The next one is probiotics and I'm going to talk about probiotics and prebiotics kind of in the same breath. You know, I think most people have heard of probiotics, but it's essentially the good bacteria that lines your gut. But you can increase probiotics, you know, not just by taking a probiotic supplement, although that's not a bad idea some of the times or some of the time, but eating fermented foods like kimchi, sauerkraut, uh, plain organic yogurt, um, make sure you get the stuff that's not sweetened or loaded with a bunch of fruit sugars. And by doing that, you know, you can actually repopulate the good bacteria in your gut, especially, you know, this is critical if you've ever had antibiotics or you've been eating conventional meat that has been given antibiotics for a long time. Prebiotics though, this is a, a this is something a lot of people aren't aware of. This is absolutely critical that you consume food that contain prebiotics. And if you're going to take a, pro, a probiotic supplement, you should be looking for one that's that's also got prebi- prebiotics in that supplement because prebiotics basically feed the probiotics. I mean, that's the easiest way to look at it. And the way that you can get this through your diet is from you know whole grains. You can get it from fruits and vegetables. Um, another another handful of good sources are garlic, onions, leeks, asparagus, bananas. You know, so this isn't stuff that's like disgusting and you know. You, you got to get, you know, uh, at some kind of food co-op or farmer's market. This is, um, you know, not that those things are disgusting. I didn't mean to say that, but you know what I mean? Like these are just normal stuff that we would typically eat on a semi-regular basis anyway. But knowing that that's where these things come from, you know, should encourage you to eat them maybe a little bit more often. And then another great source for just for overall gut health is raw food. You know, raw food is just packed full of enzymes and enzymes help break food down. You know, one of the reasons why people have gut issues is because their gut is working way too, way too much. You know, it's working overtime. Either you're eating too much or too often, which is a big problem in America too, or, you know, you just don't have the right ratio of enzymes compared to the food that needs to be broken down in your body. Now, I will say that if you've been eating the standard American diet, you probably don't want to just jump straight into a raw food diet. Uh, unless you know you're willing to just deal with the consequences for the first week or two, because raw food is a little bit more challenging to digest if you're not used to it. So you know, eating a ton of raw food can lead to things like gassiness, bloatedness, you know, constipation. Just short term, it's not a long term thing, but you may just want to ease into it. And yeah, and I think a good place to start would be, you know, if you're somebody that doesn't eat a lot of raw food, like maybe pick breakfast, start there, have a sh- have a, a smoothie that's got you know a decent amount of 
of raw, you know, fruits and, and vegetables in it. Um, and that, and that blender is going to break it down significantly for you ahead of time. Um, so that's a great place to start, but then making sure to start getting raw food in every single meal, um, that you're eating. Yeah. So the last thing we're going to talk about just real quick here is, you know, this idea of advanced nutrition testing, because here's, you know, here's the thing, uh, because of, you know, genomic ver- uh, variety, meaning, you know, we all have a little bit genetic makeup. We have different genetic predispositions. We have different histories. We have different lifestyles, you know, uh, things like toxicity and cellular, you know, morphology can be passed down generationally. So there are some variances between human beings. We just know that. I mean, like a plant, most of what we need is very similar from person to person, but depending on your heritage and your genealogy and so on and so forth, there are some variances and also, you know, just based on your life history. And so, you know, one thing that we started doing a couple of years ago in the office that's been just profoundly impactful for our patients is we've started doing advanced nutrition testing. And basically what advanced nutrition testing is, is it's using, you know, various labs that we, we use this company called Genova Diagnostics and they're one of the most reputable labs in the country, but we do various labs to, to take a deeper dive with people and really see what's going on uh, on a micro level, you know, either at the cellular level or, you know, uh, just deeper physiological understanding of what's going on with people. And so one of the tests that we started doing a few years ago, and we actually do this on our family, uh, us and, and our kids, at least once a year, if not twice a year, um, is, is called the organics test. So this is a test that you can get through Genova. Uh, you have to get it through a, a healthcare provider. But uh, the, the organics test is really, really, really profound because it looks at 46 different metabolites that, are, that show up in your urine that basically represent the function and the efficiency of various pathways in your body, met- metabolic pathways, including inflammation, oxidative stress, toxicity, vitamin deficiencies, blood sugar imbalances, gastrointestinal stress, stress hormone imbalances, fatty acid imbalances, and... Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's extremely valuable because oftentimes, you know, people have some kind of issue, they'll have some kind of GI issue or just some kind of health issue. They'll go to the medical doctor and they'll just have like a CBC or a regular blood panel done and it'll show up totally normal. I mean, in fact, that happened to, that happened to, uh, one of our family members. Yep. Um, actually I'll just share my story. So, I mean, I, I had our baby uh, last September and um, my recovery was going pretty well, but I noticed like, you know, with having three older kids, like they were bringing home, you know, virus or whatever it was, just bugs from school. And that's great because that's what we need. We need to be exposed to these things so that our immune system can grow and strengthen. But I was, again, like I was having a hard time um, recovering from being sick. And I was like, you know what, this is just, this is not me. Like I'm doing all the things I normally do and I'm still struggling to come back. Now I was giving myself grace cause I just had a baby, but still I wanted to get another set of eyes on it. So I went to a, a holistic practitioner had, you know, X, Y, and Z labs done that are pretty, pretty um, consistent with what most Americans will get on an annual basis. 
and my labs were completely great, you know, smiley face, everything looked great, normal. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, obviously like that tells me nothing because I know that my body is not where it should be. And so I did the organic acid test, which I've done, you know, a handful of times over the last decade and never really had any issues pop up. But um, this time when I did it, literally like a few days after I got my my blood panel back from my um, practitioner that I used, um, it was off the charts with in several different areas. And I'm like, well, no wonder I'm having like immune problems. Like I, my gut is a mess somehow. Like I, you know, whether it was from pregnancy or whatever, but I have all these food sensitivities. Um, I have several vitamin deficiencies, even though I'm supplementing with high quality um, nutrients and, and vitamins, my body's not absorbing them. And so my body literally looks like it's nutrient deficient. So anyway, all that to say, you know, even, you know, we're normal people and stuff happens. You get exposed to toxins in the environment and it wreaks havoc on your gut and your body. Um, so it's just a great idea to know where you're at. Um, even if you don't have any symptoms, it's great to, to know where you need to be, um, you know, pooling your resources and supporting your body. Yeah. And what was really interesting is that your issue manifested in the form of vitiligo, which if people don't know, it's a skin discoloration issue. It's very peculiar. It's just like a blotches or a patch of your skin will change colors. And unfortunately, yours was right on your right on your face. I hope you don't mind me sharing that. But I thought it was pretty. I thought it was kind of cute. It was it was different. Um, just like a little leopard spot on your face. Thanks. But, Thank you. But I know you were concerned about it because it was getting bigger, and it was you know you you have naturally kind of darker skin anyway, and you were this thing is white, and it's like what is this, and what can I do about it? So anyway, my point is, you know, a lot of times again these these gut health issues, which yours turned out to be, you know, primarily a gut health issue, they don't always just manifest in the form of diarrhea or constipation or gassiness or bloatedness, thank goodness. Um, But uh, they oftentimes manifest as a skin issue, whether it's eczema, eczema or rashes or vitiligo, you know, dryness, itchiness, that kind of thing, dry scalp, you know, flaky skin. And uh, so it's just, it's very powerful to know. So, you know, if you have questions about the Genova test, you can always leave comments in the comments section, or you can try to message us through uh, Facebook or social media. But, you know, I think what I would just want to wrap up by saying today is that, you know, pay attention to your gut health. You know, like I said, now more than ever, it's very imperative that we do whatever we can to build health from within, uh, you know, support our immune system by supporting our gut and uh, I promise you that uh, if you do that, if you build health from within, you know, you're going to live the long, healthy, happy life that you were created for. So that's all the time that we have today. Thanks for spending some time with us. We'll look forward to seeing you on the next one. Bye, guys. Thanks for spending some time with us today. If you enjoyed listening to the show, the greatest compliment you could give is to share this episode with others and review our podcast in iTunes if you haven't done so already. When you share and review our episodes, It helps us reach more people and keep our content relevant to listeners just like you. We read every single review and love to hear how our show has impacted you. Thanks again. Now go out there and win your health.